magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I am Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes. So I really, well, we are recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do in the week. Mm -hmm. But um, time has felt strange to me again. What about you? Um, Yeah, it does seem like it's going pretty fast. I mean, this week... I have been regrouping since the retreat this last weekend, so it is like, oh my gosh, it's half over halfway done the week already. Uh, <laughs> I feel I like I was still kind of like catching up on stuff. You had a retreat for the Wisdom Circle, your membership. Yeah, group, in this case last anyone weekend. No. Yeah. Um. So, what cards did we pick last week? So you drew uh, "No Place Like Home" from Wisdom uh. of the Oracle, which was about. Being in your body, coming back to center. Is that right? Uh, That sounds right. And I drew Irresistible Attraction from Magic of Flowers Oracle, which Mm. was about receptivity and drawing things towards yourself without like, you know, that Uh, dynamic instead of actively pursuing things, kind of allowing support. Right to come to you well we still have four more days of this week if we are to say what was happening but if you know about- we're recording this on thursday yeah so it comes out on monday recording it early yeah yeah um what about you yeah so really a lot i felt both Ooh. of those i felt like with the retreat I, even though I was offering it and hosting it and doing a lot of stuff i still felt really grounded and centered mm. and just, I mean, it was so great. It was like mm. this feeling of this is what I love to do. Uh, I just loved it. What is it? What do you love to do? Uh, well, it, we did ritual and meditation, but and we and I taught a workshop on lesser vanishing ritual of the pentagram. Uh, and we hiked up to a beautiful place and did a nature ritual, and uh, just felt like oh, nice. like I tuned into how how can I just really facilitate and hold the space for these women to have a magical time and to heal deeply and to feel connected and to love themselves more and it just was like this is it man I'm doing it I'm living the dream yeah that's so great I I love that um I was gonna say something about that and now I don't remember I was gonna ask you something oh well it's gone I do think since COVID um my articulation has been has suffering a touch I don't feel like my brain my I don't feel cloudy at all like I've heard I don't have that but there are just sometimes like my short (laughs) short short-term memory or something it's just like oh no that's gone Mm-hmm. And also sleep too. Like Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because the full moon was this weekend, and that was very, very, very intense. Not this weekend, but it was a couple of days ago. But it was very intense for me. Like, yeah, when I I'm sleep, sleep deprived, I do feel like my vocabulary. I'm just not going to be able yes. to access all the words. <laughs> yes, it's very specific to vocabulary. Like it's like, oh, I don't know that word. That word yeah. is gone. Although I yeah. didn't remember what I was going to ask you, but anyway, um, yeah. So the for me, the full moon was very intense also for my kid like 
one of my kids, like, they also didn't sleep well at all. It was just really, I felt it. Did you feel it? The full moon? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm also feeling, I'll talk about in Practical Magic, huh. the solstice energy. Oh. Man, where I live. So I grew up in California, and there were not seasons to speak of. Yeah. And when they're here, when yeah. it's like snowy for half the year, and then summer comes, and then there's like hummingbirds and butterflies and the the stream and the aspens quaking in the sunlight it's it's just it's overwhelming it's just like i I live in you know like a a winnie the pooh yeah (laughs) i feel the same way even when it's not six months of the year because i also grew up in california and having like when spring happens here and this the winter isn't very intense but it's definitely winter it's there yeah. yeah And then spring, it's like, oh, my God, it's like the world is waking up and I can feel it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had it in Missouri, too. I mean, it's different in the South where it's just so lush and there's just so many plants. And um, but there's a similar energy. But anyway, so yes, with the full moon, but then also with the full sun, because the solstice is like the equivalent of when the sun is like a full moon. It's like the fullness of the sun. So all of that. I have for sure yeah. been feeling. Well, for me, I'm not sure how it relates to the cards, um, but um, I had this session. I've just actually, I've been more and more realizing how much I am just separating from the part of me that was trained from a young child to associate worth with productivity I keep talking about that but like even just external like oh like checking in externally to so this little 10 year old part of me can feel okay Mm -hmm. not just 10 all the ages really from little kidsville but I um and like it's just interesting actually we're going to have our guest on George Lizzo who talks about how like there's layers of the onion and I have felt like oh yeah I feel so much better about this but I think when you have when you're birthing like your book for instance like you kind of experience this I think when your first book came out and when your books come out and like I'm going to have one and just like birthing a business it gives you more opportunities for you to like grow spiritually Mm-hmm. You know, and to be like, this is a thing that is special and important to me. And I, you know, that part that is like, well, am I doing okay? Is just gets activated because it's so like um, central to identity in some ways. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's totally. been more of that separation and it's felt really good to separate from it. But I had a session with actually with my sister-in-law. We did a trade. She does this special kind of healing. And um, she, what I was uncovered in that was that I had anger (laughs) that I like I'm very dis I will say in the past I've been disconnected from my anger like I really just thought like oh I have like almost no fire in my chart I'm just not I don't I'm not really angry but what was uncovered in that session was like oh wow actually my true feeling is that if I express anger, I'm going to be a monster like my mom. Because my mom was basically angry. I'm not exaggerating. This isn't even an exaggeration. 24 like, 7. Right. Like if she was just even sitting there and I'd be like, what's going on? What? Like it would just be like constant uh, snapping, constant anger. And so not only did I learn to be afraid 
of anger, but right. also that if I be if I express it, there's no in between. It's either alienate ever, and also if I expressed anger, I was cut off. So like, yeah. there's so much with that. Um, so it was another layer because as I talked about last week, I have forgiven my mom. Not that it's important. <laughs> I also said that. Like, <laughs> it's important, but well, you, I know what you it's mean. good, I but mean, nobody needs to. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I meant. Like people don't <laughs> have to forgive to grow, but I, I have, and and I feel at peace, and I have love for her. But this was another layer where it was like, oh my god, I have anger. Like I'm mad sometimes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I, and it's like, oh, like I'll have experiences like. I had a friend text me something and it wasn't until after that I realized like, oh, that made me mad. And mm. I had so many things come in. Well, it's okay because, you know, um, they said this afterwards. And so like, I don't have any Was reason. to f- No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> That. Yes. It was, suddenly I was like, it was when I texted no. And you were like, uh, have you read the survey yet? And I just uh, put no. No. That's so funny. Okay. No. No. But that's, can you imagine if I was like, okay, yes, let's talk yes. about this? A certain friend. <laughs> A certain friend who <laughs> rhymes with best bite hurst. <laughs> no one. No one can figure that out, but okay. Anyway, oh my god. Okay, so but I was feeling anger, and I realized like I had given before I could even think about it. Like it was so quickly suppressed that anger. Oh yeah. Like it was just like oh no I can't. They immediately said this thing, so everything's fine. They immediately but oh uh, yeah. And you know the truth is like this person didn't really deserve like anger at them, but I'm still allowed to feel it. Like whether or not that, mm-hmm. right. Whether or not it like makes sense and it's okay. And it fits in this box and I deserve to feel it's like, no, no, I can just experience this. And then after feeling that, then I can decide, do I want to say something or is this even, you know, right or whatever. So I texted best bite hers. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So anyway, that was a big thing for me this week. And um, I also had another thing, which actually I was going to talk about in promos. But as far as like attracting, letting things come to you, that's been another big thing for me is to have like let my ideas come to me. Like, again, with my business, which feels like my biggest spiritual practice right now, actually, and both trigger depending on the day. But like, I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and let myself feel like whatever comes to me to offer, it's going to come from my heart. I don't want to do it because it's like, well, I'm running a business. So I need to do that. You know, so anyway, I had this really, it came very naturally through just this idea of offering this like new thing. It's a, I'll talk about it later, but this six month container, I haven't decided to, I haven't put it up yet, but it just felt really good. Like, oh, this is coming to, like, I can let go. Am I, cause the fear is like, I'll have no ideas. Like even with my book that isn't even published yet, what, I'm not going to have another idea for it. It's like, uh, no, it's all going to come. It's all coming. It's all mm-hmm. attracting. It's all good. And just trusting truly the flow of the energy of it. Um, is really just like I feel like a spiritual practice and trusting the universe and trusting myself and that whole thing. 
Yeah. I'm still yeah, sick. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> I will just say I can hear in my voice that I still sound sick, but I feel okay. Oh. All right, go on. Um, I also had an attractive thing happen, the divine attraction thing, which was, (laughs) it was so interesting and funny. It was that I was feeling overwhelmed a little bit with like, because, because I had this new project, I was really excited to start to sit down and just focus on. Yeah. But first, I felt like I needed to organize my closet and clean, and I did Uh have clutter to clear, it turned out. (laughs) (laughs) um mostly it was organizing though it was just a few cluttery things that were like oh now that we bought the house we don't really need to hold on to this it was like that kind of stuff and you felt Um, you had to do this before you did the thing you're excited about. i felt very strongly that it was going to distract me too much if i didn't clean the whole house and organize my closet and Hmm. room before i started Hmm. it um but then also (laughs) i was behind on other things like grocery shopping and stuff because of the retreat and i was kind of like telling Ted how I was annoyed and then I was kind of being um kind of bitchy to him and then at some point I said like well then can you just you should just go do the grocery shopping because we have to drive all the way down to Boulder Mm -hmm. um and then back up and it's kind of a number of hours and Mm -hmm. then he was like well I will I've told you before that I will and then I suddenly was like Oh, yeah, many times, many oh, times yeah. Ted has offered to do the grocery shopping. And I always would be like, no, like, because it's like, I know how to do it. And I know what I want to get. And I. Yes, 100 percent. I feel the you, same way with Brett. Not that I am annoyed. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'll do this. I already know how to do this. <laughs> it's yes. When you and, and I mean, I think that's a really normal thing with a couple because you kind yes. of share a brain like you, you specialize in this and I'll specialize in this. But it did. It was interesting when I was like, and, and I was like, oh, I could let him go do that. Mm-hmm. And then and then I kept on being like, no, I can't. I have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I was like, no, he could do it. And yeah. then he did do it. And then he did fine. And it was great. And he liked it. And he was like, I should do this more often. And then I had a whole day to focus on my new project. So this is reminding really me of the time that I have probably talked about many times when I saw Taylor Hawkins the Foo Fighters drummer in Target that I you have. mentioned seeing him but I don't know what this has oh to do you with don't that. I didn't I remember seeing him one time in Target um looking very uh he looked just very what is it just scattered like he didn't know where he was like bereft uh, and confused not bereft yeah. but very confused and scattered like what and disoriented. I just yes disoriented and I was like thought to myself your domain is the stage and the arena, but this is mine. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Target you did is my domain. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. It, that's how I feel. Like if I send, if I send, but like when I had COVID, Brett had to do all the shopping, and I didn't feel this way then. But just normally, it's like, oh well, I can do this. I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just you know, he's. It he does would, seem easier. To yeah. me, I think than Ted to shop, but also maybe that's because I always do it. Yeah, I, mean, if he gets I think the that is it, why. I think yeah. that is why just the amount of times, um, at least for Brett. Okay, well, oh wait, I almost went right to George, but we do want to oh, yeah. say a couple of things first, real quick, which is if you could just rate us on Spotify, that would be great. If you know, tell a friend about the show if you like it. 
Um, if you don't, keep it to yourself. Yeah, um, and just turn it off. Yeah. Just, you don't have to keep listening now. No, no. but if you do like it, we'd really <laughs> love for you to spread the word. And one good way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or to rate us on Spotify. Um, we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to ask us a question, you could go to magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Oops, that was if you want to email us a question or go to magicmondaypodcast.com and there's a little button there. Um, <clears throat> we're or gonna call us. A- oh, yeah, call us 828-333-7181. That was like hypnotizing it. Um, we have a guest next week. Oh, actually, we have a guest next week and then we're taking the next week off for 4th of July. But then the fall, oh, we're not going to have a questions only episode for a while, but it's going to be a long while, actually. But we can still answer a question in this kind of segment, which we did have one this week, but we'll answer it next week. Oh, okay. Um, And what else do I have to say about it? Was that it? About that? your, maybe you could tell people. Oh, yeah. About your Well, thing. I'm not going to tell say too much yet, but I am just bringing together this um container it's I'm calling it awakening to work with me over a period of six months because I did it well anyway I'll just say that I have found the magic of a container to be really amazing like it amplifies the growth process if you want to be a container so what I mean is like in this case the container would be a commitment to work in this case with me for six months and to have that be like okay I'm committing to this it literally creates this energetic container that creates and amplifies and um like allows for both support from the spirit world and obviously from me and it's truly magical like um I do this I consider my, like, when I talk to my friend Melissa, our friend Melissa on Voxer, it's like, we call it the Containsky now. <laughs> I called it that, and now that's oh, all we call it. So cute. It, it's a, it truly has amplified our growth. Like, it's wild how many patterns have been cleared up just from having this container of talking about what we're working on. Um, anyway. <laughs> So that's the kind of thing I'm working on. You would get support from me with meditations and actually the my classes I'm going to be putting in as part of this so that you can be working on your own with it. It's going to be a whole thing if you're I'm going to be putting it up on my website website pretty soon so you can check it out. But in that the meantime, amazing. yeah, Are you going to have really like group meetings it. too or it's not it group. Like a- it's just going to be one on one and cool. yeah, that's it. That's it. Um but yeah. And in the meantime, you can work with me one-on-one just having one-offs. So if you would like to, you can go to my website, highsighthealing.com, and, you know, clearing out past lives, clearing, finding the core of your issues, having healings around that and awareness, and that's a very brief way to describe it. Cool. That sounds awesome. 
So I would like to mention a couple of things. So I am still offering Akashic clearings, which has been a real great joy for me, much like the retreat. I just feel so like, ah, oh, mm. this is it. This is what I love to do. <laughs> One of the many things, but I really like it. That's and so it nice. is a way I tune into your Akashic record and I ask to be shown three patterns or programs from this life or a past life that are ready to be just to remove the energetic charge that is continuing to show up in your present moment unnecessarily so we look at those we talk about them and we do a clearing on them which is like a guided meditation so you can learn more about this at tesswhitehurst.com and schedule from my website and i also want to mention that i have a pendulum workshop that is just ready to go it's a video (laughs) it's on there ready to (laughs) have you You can go, if you want to learn how to, it's called How to Master the Pendulum. And if you want to work with the pendulum and also to hear all my insight after many years of working with the pendulum daily, like what it works for, what it doesn't work for, then you could do the workshop. It's, uh, you can find it, get it, watch the video right away at TessWhitehurst.com. And I'll just say I took that web, uh, that webinar or is that what you're calling it? Workshop. And mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So okay. let's tell people about George. So George Lizos is a spiritual teacher and intuitive healer, passionate about helping light workers to follow their purpose of creating positive change in the world. He's the number one best-selling author of Light Workers Gotta Work and Be the Guru, creator of Intuition Mastery School and host of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. So here's that interview with George. George Lizos, we are so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. So you and Natasha and I share a love and a value of energetic clearing and shielding, energetic protection, daily magical hygiene. So we believe it's important. Maybe you could start out by telling our listeners why you believe it's important. I believe it's important because the way I define energy protection in my new book, Protect Your Light, is that it's the art of being energetically authentic. It's about ensuring that what's ours is ours and what's theirs is theirs. It's about ensuring that our thoughts, our emotions, our behavior are aligned to who we really are, are aligned to our life purpose and not to what other people want us to be. Because if we think about what we're made of, we have this physical body, but also we have this energetic presence. We have our energy field that extends out of our physical body. And as we go through life, we just attract and catch different types of energetic attachments from other people, from other spaces, both offline and online. As we go through life and clutter so much of those energetic attachments within our energy field, and we become inundated and overwhelmed with all those energetic attachments, they start interfering with the way we think, feel, and behave. So we end up thinking other people's thoughts, feeling other people's emotions, behaving in ways that are not in alignment with who we really are and what our life purpose is. And as spiritual seekers, we are here to help create positive change in the world. We're here to upgrade the Earth's software. And to do this, we need to ensure that we're aligned to our purpose, we're aligned to our energetic authenticity, so that whatever comes out of us is aligned to that truth and creates the maximum amount of change. So essentially, energy protection is about taking our life back. Yeah. No, I just have this 
thought, like, I mean, I say this a lot in my sessions with people that like, you have to agree on some level for somebody to cord you or for, you know, to take on the energy. But what I just, I don't know. I saw it in this new way where it's like, we all have our, like our starting point. So if somebody is courting us and then we have, I guess it's not really a new way, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) If we already have like, let's say responsibility issues or codependency, it's going to like light up all that codependency stuff. So, and then that is really the part that you want to deal with also, but you can't really deal with it. And if you're, well, it's harder to deal with it. If you're cluttered with their energy also. 100% and in Protect Your Light, I have a chapter, I called it, it's all attraction. And basically what I talk about there is that there is no such thing as assertion. Nobody can assert their energy into our own energy field. And it's a tough pill to to swallow for for many people, including myself, that (laughs) when we are energetically attacked, in essence, we allow that attack. Something within us was an energetic match to it. So the real work behind energy protection, after we use all these practices to cleanse our energy, shield ourselves, protect and strengthen our energetic field is to go back and identify what's the hidden trauma, what's the conditioning, what are the limiting beliefs that allow all that to happen into our lives. And it's an empowering thing to realize that, you know what, that we have the power to change this by healing something within ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not about blaming the victim. It's not like, oh, I created this or it's my fault that somebody is being abusive to me. It's actually, like you said, it is empowering because you can clear them out, first of all, and then you can be like, okay, now I can heal whatever trauma is going on underneath it. It's not like, I don't, I feel like it's different than saying you're attracting the the energy it's not that it's just that you are saying like okay I deserve this on some level or I whatever it is I feel responsible or so by healing that stuff you're not just healing that relationship you're also healing it just has such a bigger effect on your life exactly that's why I say at the end of the book that my conclusions title is do the work because essentially Mm. many people think that doing the energetic work is the work but it's not it's just the beginning of the work because when we create as you said earlier michelle when we natasha sorry as we create changes within our energy field we trigger up all the stuff and it all comes to the surface so we can clear and release it yeah Yeah, it i really agreed with i wrote it down oh a lack of spirit, you, you put this in the book, a lack of spiritual training makes us vulnerable to attack because this, it really like looking back on my journey, like when I was however old 18 and I discovered magic and I just was like, Oh, let's just do some spells. It'd be great. You know? And, and then like, man, I did whatever I attracted. It was, there was a lot of dark stuff that I attracted and it just, mm-hmm. I just was kind of swimming in some confusion for a number of years. Why until, are you attracting darks? What is, what do you well, mean cause that? I didn't have any, it's like, I started working in the energetic realm, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any sense of really like separating. Oh, I, yeah. Clearing, oh, I... Shielding. And I was in a city for the first time I had lived in a small mm-hmm. town before. It's just, I just didn't get it. But like the dark spiral I moved into until Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I had ups and downs, but then when I discovered 
energy clearing, energy shielding, daily magical hygiene. It just changed everything because it is like, hey, if you're going to work in this invisible realm, you have to have a sense of your energy and where that stops and where other people's begin and what, and like Natasha talks about permissions, like having your permissions off, like, no, this yeah. is not allowed. And not just field. the invisible realm, the physical realm. Right. Like, Both. And, and the interconnection. Yeah, yeah. You need to have, but I also just do want to say about that. It's not like, oh, you're going to do this in the track darkness. <laughs> it's just a matter of like, it's, it's not as ominous as that. It's just like, okay, I just need to say no, like no permission or as long as you know, yeah, I just did it. But if you don't know, it can be overwhelmed. And it's true. Just like even in a family, sorry to talk so much about this. (laughs) I love this stuff. It's like, even in a family, if you're in a family with drama or whatever family you're taking on all, not only are you taking on all their stuff, but you're getting programmed for like, so it's really getting in there you know, it's kind of like going to a city, (laughs) getting overwhelmed, like your family, that's where you first start taking on all that energy. If you're not taught otherwise, I think a lot of us that are drawn to, to alternative spirituality were in codependent families, because Mm. it's like, we do kind of, it is a way that you do learn to read other people's minds and other people's energy, or if it's abusive and you kind of need to, you know, so then we have to have this process of going, Oh, now I have to separate that out. Now I have to set my boundaries and just be aware yeah. of all those dynamics. Exactly. So many people just go into the spiritual path without getting some training. Mm-hmm. It's like getting a car and starting to drive without first like doing some classes, exactly. getting your license. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the spiritual world. There are rules that exist and laws that exist within the spiritual world that we need to be aware of. For example, what our energy immune system is and how it works and the different types of energy attachments that people may consciously or unconsciously be sending us. Also, how energy works online in the digital world. This is something that when I was researching before writing uh, Protect Your Light, I realized nobody was talking about digital energy protection that's Mm. why part four of the book is all about that like how do you know did you know that uh, psychologists have coined the term emotional contagion Mm -hmm. to describe this this um, idea of when someone feels a strong negative emotion shares it online let's say for example in a facebook post someone across the world reads that and then feels that negative emotion. So we have psychic emotional energy spewing out of the digital world into the physical world. This is so important because we may do all our uh, protective practices, be at home, feeling safe and protected while globetrotting in the digital landscape. <laughs> and then we, we have so many attachments stuck on us and we're not aware of that. Yeah. So that's why I feel it's so important for all light workers, for all spiritual seekers to have this basic energetic training that will allow them to navigate this world in a safe way. Um, can you say, talk a bit about, um, can you give like one tool if you're online and like you see something and then you're like, oh, why do I feel so bad right now? Yeah. Or give us an yes. overview of the dynamics of that. So let's talk a little bit about how the digital landscape works. So the digital landscape is a reflection. It mirrors the physical landscape. So if you think of our world, we have continents, we have countries. And within those countries and cities, we have 
private spaces, public spaces, and semi-private spaces. If you go into the digital world, the countries are Twitterland and Facebookville and TikTok, <laughs> and you have all these different digital countries. It's a beautiful like analogy to think about it. And then you have those same private, semi-private, and public spaces within those digital sites. For example, Instagram, you have the DMs, that's a private space. You have your feed, that's a semi-private space. And you have the it's explore It's like your tab. little hotel room. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. And then you have your explore tab, which is essentially a public space. So as you interact through the different digital countries and spaces, there are different interactions and different degrees of vulnerability and exposure you have to different types of energies. Now, in the same way that there are different energetic attachments we can catch in the physical world, the same energetic attachments exist within the digital world. And we need to know how to navigate that and how to uh, protect ourselves. Now, of course, the same practices we use to protect our energetic field protect us to a great degree in the digital world as well. But there are extra practices that I talk about in Protect Your Light. But what I want to share here is I talk about both tactical and energetic practices we can do. Tactical practices involve realizing that, yes, we are in these digital cities, but we are the mayors of those digital cities. We have the power to go into our private settings and select what we want to see, what we don't want to see. We have the uh, capacity to mute people we don't want to uh, see news from or that constantly post negative drama-filled stuff. We have the power to have an intention before going onto social media to center ourselves, to ground ourselves, Ooh, which are that. the two most powerful uh, energy protection practices, centering and grounding ourselves, sends the message out into the universe that I'm in control of my body, I'm centered here within this room, in this body, and I'm safe and protected on this planet. When we go on social media with this approach, centered and grounded, and having an intention as to why we're going there, what we want to do, then we are in control rather than allowing social media to control us and just drag us into this endless cycle of scrolling yeah. and scrolling and scrolling. Oh my and gosh. And you know what I else I, I love to do is to, even before I go on, talk to my inner child part, which is kind of a little bit like what you're saying and say like, are you okay to even go on here right now? <laughs> like, do you want to go on right now? Like, how are you feeling? And if it's like, like, uh, no, then I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to go on. But just like really checking first. I I just love this because I mean, I'm relating it to my experience of unfollowing everybody because I unfollowed everybody on Instagram and on Facebook. And I just now I just do it for work. I have groups on Facebook, but and, and then now temporarily I made it so no one could comment on my Instagram. And also then I deleted my Twitter. And like when I went through that every time, I was like, yes, no one can comment. <laughs> I felt and I did. It was like I was the mayor. It's like, oh, I get to make the rules. <laughs> and then after a while, I was like, oh, I think people, maybe the people who follow me can comment on Instagram. <laughs> but it is, it did feel so great. And when I do remember, like I hear from Natasha or Ted about like, you know, seeing stuff on Instagram that they follow. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that at all. It's just, it feels like so nice to me to not even expose myself to that in any yeah, way. Especially because it's like a lot of different social medias are like narcissists. Like it is kind of like a narcissistic energy. I mean, you know, the social dilemma showed that the way the, the energy right. of energy from which this like Instagram and Facebook were created was very, 
narcissistic. It was and like, how can we get people manipulate people to feel bad about themselves? So they <laughs> yeah. stay here. So like, it really is like setting your own terms with a narcissist. I mean, totally. like, well, do I even want to be here? Yeah. How do I want to be here? Yeah. And educating ourselves is very important. Like The Social Dilemma is a great book. And there are other books that talk about the social psychology behind technology and behind social media. And while I was like researching this book, I, I did all that research. Aside from just, just the energetic research and the spiritual work, it was important for me to understand how technologically they use psychology to manipulate us, to yeah. create those clickbait uh, kind of algorithms that just keep us hooked into the same uh, echo chamber, essentially. And yeah. when you know how it works, Works, then you are empowered to create changes, both energetic yeah. changes as well as physical ones. So what about the energetic, energetically? So I love what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so be intentional, take care of yourself. You really have to, like, we think it's this passive thing where it's just like, oh, I'm just going on, but it isn't. So mm -hmm. being intentional. And then how would you recommend energetically protecting yourself? So I have different practices in the book, but the little practice I want to share here is it's called creating digital amulets and talismans. Ooh, so the word, am, this is great <laughs> for like all those witchy people out there, because I also yeah. started with witchcraft and Wicca uh, mm -hmm. before I, I moved on into paganism. So mm -hmm. amulets and talismans are used interchangeably, but they're quite different historically. An amulet wards off and repels negative energy while a talisman activates a positive energy. Ooh. So it starts with choosing. Okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to repel off negative people or energies? Or do I want to raise the vibration of my social media so I can attract uh, like-minded like people? And you can do both. But what you do is you create a charged post. You can literally, I just saw my cousin yesterday, she had an accident on the road, and then I saw her stories today, she posted the uh, the evil eye symbol, oh. which is um, which is a, an amulet, essentially, used ever since, like, the ancient Greeks. They used, they, they painted the eyes on their vessels as a form of protection. So she did mm. that as a way of protecting herself online. So it's something like that, choosing an amulet or a talisman that makes sense to us, and by the way, it can... It needn't be one of the um, well-known ones, such as the Nazar, the Mati in Greek, or a cross, for example, or a pentagram. It can be anything that you choose to charge with protective, repelling, amplifying, or transmuting qualities. And is and it like a physical thing? Like a it can image? be a picture... It can be an okay. image, so, you, so you, you take a picture of something, or you just use any picture, and like you just use your intention. Like the sun or the moon. Yes, and then you just channel your own intention into that, uh, that place. The way you do it, you visualize an energetic cord connecting your heart, for example, with that post that you're posting, and you're channeling, you're doing an invocation, you're saying an affirmation, you're visualizing this protective energy, and I talk about different shields that people can use in the book. They can draw from those shields and those different frequencies to channel that energy into that post, and visualizing that energy expanding through the whole digital city or country, wherever Ooh. you are on, online, protecting you. Mm. So this is one way we can use to uh, shield ourselves online. This so is like so you do great. The post, like let's say you have a post and then you um, put a cord from your heart to the post and you imagine like, let's say like tested, it's a sun like you just imagine where's the sun like on the post I'm a little like in the image of the post 
Oh, okay. Yes. So you just imagine the post and the picture of the sun or the evil eye or whatever. Yes. Or you okay. can just visualize. Let's say, for example, I want to use, a, 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 I want to create a transmuting post, transmuting okay. amulet, digital amulet. Transmuting energy basically transmutes from negativity to positivity. The mm -hmm. violet flame, for example, is a great shield that I talk about in the book that both clears and also raises a vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. So I will call upon the violet flame frequency and I will channel that energy through this cord from my heart. So visualizing violet flame flowing through my crown chakra into mm -hmm. my heart from my heart chakra through this cord and into the digital pose while I'm posting it and visualizing this digital um, violet flame light expanding through the digital ethers clearing transmuting and raising the vibration of my social media side and programming it to stay there for as long as I need it to keep mm -hmm. me protected and mm. also creating positivity in that yeah. whole realm, that whole, uh, you know, digital scape, because, you know, that's also what we're doing as, as magical spiritual people yes. is yeah. creating positive I love change. that idea, like seeing it go like, like through the digital landscape, as you said, to like help people to like connect to their hearts or give them light or, you know, like awake help. I mean, you know, just help them to feel more awakened to themselves. Yeah. Because that. like it or not, I mean, this is how we're communicating and it's such a big yeah. form of communication these days for humans. So this yes. is great, great stuff. The most powerful thing about energy work is that it works with intention. Whatever type of energy work we're doing, yeah. it all has to do with our intention. And what I was really uh, power, really uh, conscious about pointing out and protect your light is to not depend on external forces of power for protecting your energy. Many people talk about, okay, working with the angels and other spirit guides for protection, which is wonderful. I also work with the angels and the ascended masters. But yeah. how about our own power, our own physicality? Yes. How about the power of the earth and channeling the yeah. wisdom of the earth and working with the elementals and the nature spirits that are here rather than out there in protecting ourselves? For example, cutting cords. Many people call upon Archangel Michael to cut the course wonderful practice but how about using our own hand to pluck the cord out or to cut the cord as a scissors like using our hands power to do so our physicality is powerful and we forget that and we tend to give our energy and our power away to external sources not realizing they're not external from us they're simply extensions of who we really yeah. are I love this because like the school that I went to to learn how what I did they didn't use any guide like they were very anti-guides and anti any outside help which was great at first for me just to be like oh right I have the power I don't need this extra help and I do think I mean now I do like to use guides like now that I have this space I it's fun and they are really helpful um, but I love what you're saying. Cause so many people understandably are like, I just want to connect to my spirit guides. I wanted to, and it's like, they are great, but like, you really have it. You have the power. You really do. I mean, I, it is both. It's like helpful, but you, yeah, the powers in the moment you have even over past lives. Like you talk a little bit about that in your book about getting courted from past lives or things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So we in the book, I talk about different types of energetic attachments. Some of them are 
cords of attachments that we have. So most people, when they think of toxic cords of attachment, they think of the ones we have to people. Now, just to define the term, toxic cords of attachment, they are energetic attachments we have to anything we have a relationship with. And this goes beyond people. We have relationships with the things, our clothes, with gifts, with the stuff in our houses. With our jobs. With our jobs, with places, with cities, with events in our lives, with memories we have, with digital pictures we've taken with our exes, Mm -hmm. or as well with our past lives. Mm -hmm. A lot of the work I do in my my psychic clearing sessions is identifying the root cause of people's limiting beliefs. And oftentimes, these are rooted in past life traumas. What my experience has shown me is that a lot of the present life traumas are collateral damage of past life traumas that are still unhealed. Mm -hmm. And we tend to have energy courts to let's say for example abusers in past life or our own selves in a past mm-hmm. life our previous version of ourselves we have karmic vows karmic contracts and karmic curses that are connected to past lives that are affecting us karmic contracts and vows are essentially promises we've made in past lives that are still active karmic curses is psychic attack that spans lifetime it's lifetimes so the more we become aware of that, the more we realize that, you know what? Healing is not just emotional, physical, mental, and energetic, but also spiritual. Mm-hmm. So it's basically realizing that to truly heal, we need to approach things from a multidimensional perspective rather than just simply acknowledging what we usually do is we're acknowledging the emotional, mental, and physical symptoms. But how about the energetic and the spiritual as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have discovered the same thing in my Akashic clearing work about these layers from past lives. And also, yeah. Natasha, remember when you saw that past life when you were doing a healing for me of when I accidentally oh, yeah. killed my brother with a sword when we were mm. just playing? I remember don't that? remember, but I do was, remember that it changed. Stuff. And then he like jumped on. He was like with me, this brother Aww. spirit, because I let him come with me. Oh, yeah. But then all, the funny thing about that also was how. I had had a phobia of fencing in this life. <laughs> and I was like, you were like, who has a phobia of fencing? But like, I had to take fencing classes in acting school and I cried oh, and yes. I left and it was like, everyone was like, what is your problem with it? Oh my God. Did now you go to acting school tests? Yeah, I did. Cause I'm, I'm starting as well in October. Oh, cool. <laughs> and and it's funny you mentioned. Acting school oh, really? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned, you mentioned fencing because I heard it's one of the optional classes that uh, I have to take. Maybe that's a sign for me to take it. Oh, where is it? Where are you going? Here in in Cyprus, where I'm based. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But that is really true about past lives can. um, I mean, have you found this is what I have found, though. Okay, I'll just say like I have I have many feelings about this because on the one hand, I have seen like, for instance, tests, like you, we cleared that out and then you felt a lot better. And yeah, you know, I don't remember what the issue was, but it did clear either. right up, whatever it was. Yeah. It was like that, that brother spirit <laughs> hanging on to my energy field. Yeah. So that does help, but I also don't want to make people feel like, Oh God, if I don't clear up my past life, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or just like, Oh my God, I have to do it all that. But if that's not true, but if you can, like, it's just like, all of it helps. Let's put it that way. And especially like if you're doing the inner work, like you say in your book, do the work. If you're doing that work, 
then this stuff will just come to you naturally. I feel like it's yes. like, oh, I'll I feel like having a session with this person and clearing it up, or I feel like learning how to do that, or I feel like, and it'll all, it's all happening at the, in right the perfect time. time. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. So. I always say, just see what shows up in the yes. moment. Mm-hmm. Because yes. at any point in our life, we're ready for a different lever and layer of, of, of healing. Yes. Yes. So at, at the beginning of our path, we may be called to do uh, a lot of like cognitive clearing and dealing with our limiting beliefs and working right. like therapy and psychology and then at a later point something deeper comes up it's like many people believe that a spirituality is like a degree you get it and you tick off a box <laughs> right. it doesn't work this way no. there are la- it's like an onion you keep on peeling and peeling and peeling and yes. peeling and peeling and an, a same issue that you've worked for so long may have so many more layers that you need to realize what's really important is just being in the moment being mindful of what comes up and then yeah. taking action on whatever our intuition asks us to do. Yeah, so right, exactly. it's like being in the moment, being on the journey and moving through it. It's like, I feel like if you're moving, that's what we want. We don't want to be stuck. Right. And, but sometimes that moving, and this is, I just want to really validate that it's okay wherever you are. Cause sometimes that moving looks like rest. Like uh-huh. you need oh, totally, time. Totally. Yeah. You, yeah, need time you don't to... have to feel pressure to be constantly moving either. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. We don't want you guys to feel pressure overwhelmed by this. Right. It, it, it it's should something you feel... enter into and just kind of move with. Yeah. And it should all feel inspiring. Like if it ever feels like, oh God, that's not where we're, what we're talking about here. It's just like, oh, wow, I feel inspired to release these cords or, and it can, I love what you said about like, it can start with cognitive and then be spiritual. Cause like for me, it started with the cognitive and then just for a little bit. And then the spiritual part of clearing out my energy was like, whoa, it helps so much. And then I could do like the inner child healing and like feel more. So yeah, it's all just like opportunities options it can be fun and never also if you ever notice yourself being like oh I have more clearing to do I have more work to do before I can ever be happy or be joyful like that yeah then you know you know to like kind of re-examine that belief (laughs) yeah that's funny I sent out a newsletter today that was basically saying that it's just like what if it's not about trying to clear everything out and just like seeing where you are right now, having compassion for that. We're never done. Like, yeah, we are. It's like my guides said, don't have, this is why I put in the newsletter. My guides have never been like, here's the race and you're almost at the finish line. (laughs) We're here where you are in the finish line. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like more expanding, more awakening just enhances your life. (laughs) I'm George. I'm so curious. What are your sun, moon and rising signs? Okay, so my sun is in Leo, my oh. rising is in Libra, and my moon is in Pisces. That's my intuitive spiritual ah. side. Oh, I'm a Pisces rising. Libra How about you? Moon. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. How interesting. Yeah, like reverse. That. Yeah. How about you, Tess? I'm a Virgo sun and Sagittarius moon and Capricorn rising. Oh, I have so much Capricorn in my chart. Literally oh. everything else is Capricorn. Oh, that <laughs> focus. That's good. Leo, Sun, and all that Capricorn. I mean, for acting is what I'm Yeah, thinking. Leo, Sun is yes. really need all that. Yeah. I need all that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so yeah. where can people find you? 
So first of all, when you go to protectyourlightbook.com, when you get the book, you also get a free 90-minute psychic scanning masterclass with me. This Ooh, is just wow. a master, an online workshop where I'm going to teach you how to turn on your psychic vision so you can scan your body to identify all the blocks that are there so you can clear it. You just nice. enter the, the order receipt number and then you get uh, that instantly. Amazing. But you can find me at georgelizos.com and on Instagram at georgelizos. Nice. Okay, well, thank, thank you, you so George. much. It was such a joy to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you so nice. much. I really enjoyed this. Well, that was a fun conversation. It I was. I love really talking great. about that stuff. Speaking of, like, feeling like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's how I feel just, like, with energy work and talking yeah. about it. Like, I feel like I could talk about it forever. I love talking about it too. That was another thing I loved about the retreat was uh, that yeah. talking like the angel workshop, for example, that when we opened and there were six attendees. So we really it was like we could have these intimate conversations uh. about all number of things, but talking about our experience of individual angels. It's just I love stuff like that. Me where it's this invisible too. energy and then you get to kind of be like, Oh, this is how I see it and this is how I feel it and like, Oh yeah, it's another way to say it it just it's yes. so validating and it like deepens your awareness of that also stuff. it must have been so nice to do it not on zoom yeah and say. also there was no wi-fi at all so yeah. nobody was on their phone the wow. whole time which wow. was it was neat it was there were some moments when that was not practical for people <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> it, there was something very cool about it i will say yeah i will say um that reminded me of the Ed Grimley character. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, you know, Martin Short. I must say, I must say. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I think do I do know about that. Yes. Okay. I'm aware. I'm not super familiar, but I think I've heard him do it a few times. All right. Well, listen, now it's time for the energy reports. Still not going too far with my um, voice these days. Not, I'm not like, you know, uh, really testing out new things like I usually do. Right. Just kidding. I mean, I'm no <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Anyway, so what I want to say is um, that what I'm feeling into when I feel into the week ahead, it it's like as I started to feel it, I was like, oh, right, it's cancer season. Um, so that makes sense for part of it. It's like cancer season starts, right? On, on the solstice, on which Tuesday. is Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. So it does feel like, Monday. yeah, it feels like another um, watery time to me, but it feels different than Pisces did, at least currently. It feels like... Um, Oh, like a slowing down is wanted internally, <laughs> perhaps to process what's going, but it does feel like, okay, I just want to settle in, settle in, like stay at home, um, be cozy. I know it's summer here anyway, but it's like be cozy, um, really self-care. It feels like a very like... Uh, like self-care 101 like I yeah. just coming back to self in this very like nurturing <clears throat> excuse me nurturing way yeah um the other part of it so like really giving yourself the time to do that when you're feeling it like oh I just want to stay home tonight and like order in or make myself some really like 
um, you know, comfort food, whatever that is, just listen to it because it does seem like it's part of assimilation, kind of like what I was talking about in the interview. Like it's part of the, um, it's part of the process. Like it's part of, um, what is the word I use? <laughs> God, words. In the interview? I don't know. Um, oh, um, assimilating. Sure. It's like assimilating all of the information that's been happening. Um, so that is part of it. Then I am also feeling, I don't know what's going on, if there's something going on with Mercury or something, but it feels also like there is a fast wave current along with it in terms of ideas. So it, so you may also be getting like, um, this desire to like write a lot of things down or journal a lot or like figure something out, like in a good way, like understanding things. Um, but so those combinations are kind of happening at once is how I feel it. So letting yourself rest, letting yourself, but then also this is a big week, I would say, for just validating that whatever is coming up, you can allow it. You can let it, you know, happen. So like, oh, I just want to stay in, but why am I suddenly having 12 ideas for something? And so that that's fine. Stay in and write it all out. So just honoring whatever the waves, the currents are happening are happening, but definitely I would say the overlying current is self-care. So that is interesting. So with cancer, that makes sense. It also makes sense to me because after solstice, so it's kind of like mm. solstice is like the full moon version the, of the sun. Mm -hmm. And up until solstice, the days are getting longer and brighter. And then at solstice, the days start waning and the power of the sun starts oh, waning. Yeah. So it's like the waxing moon, the full moon, the waning moon. So even though the sun is at its pinnacle still, yeah, uh, mostly, it's also like, oh, maybe we could kind of feel that though. Now it's going to, we're going to start yeah. descending into like toward, moving toward the dark half. Now. Yeah. It does feel very watery. Like, yeah, that too. And nurture. Like, oh, and that's, of course, very Cancerian, the yeah. nurturing. Food, I feel like food is something. Yeah, like that cancer, I think of as really mothering, like self-mothering yes. kind yeah. of. Yeah, like warm foods, even though it's hot out. Well, here anyway. Okay, so that's it, people. Okay, I love it. Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so as I mentioned, Tuesday is the solstice. So this is like magical high noon. Energy <laughs> is at a peak. Mm. So what you can do, so I love to watch the sunrise on solstice. I've talked about this now probably every solstice that we've mm. had the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but I love to watch the sunrise. I love to have a drink for myself like tea or kombucha or coffee for myself and then one for the sun and you could do this with your friends or you could do this by yourself and just kind of like acknowledge this is the birth of the sun on the sun's biggest day of the year mm. and feel that the sunrise always there's something so magical about that moment of transition from night to day and it's just like it's fascinating to me how it always surprises you like mm. how magical it feels to yeah. see the sun just rise above the horizon. That liquid brightness just feels so good. Yeah. 
And so you could, if that is really way too early for you, it's going to disrupt your sleep. You could also toast the sun during the sunset because mm. it's also that like, okay, goodbye to this waxing period of the sun. Now we're going to descend into the dark half. Either moment, I mean, hey, you want to do it at noon? You could do that too. Um, whatever feels right to you. But those transitions, sunrise and sunset, they're real like portal, liminal mm. energy there. So you could work with that. You could also have an intention. You could feel your goals kind of like lighting up. You could do some planning for things you want to start because the moon is in Aries. So that's a time of like, oh, what new things do I want to start? Mm. Um, and then it's also a great time to charge your crystals because oh. the sun is so powerful. So you could place your crystals out in like the noonday sun on solstice to really get them to soak in that magical energy. And you could also charge yourself in the, the solstice sun. Anytime in full sun. What's that? How do you do that? Stand out in the sunlight and just feel yourself soaking it in. Sense that energetic exchange where you're soaking in the power and the majesty, the confidence, the radiance of the sun. Mm. So it's a, th this practice also, I feel like things like this mm -hmm. help us to move through the changing of the seasons too. It's like, wow, this is here. For those of you who do have seasons like Natasha and I do, then it's like, soak it in while it's here, <laughs> you yeah. know, before we move into the other seasons too. But I would say charge yourself, charge your crystals and some kind of little toast to the sun ritual. That's my advice for practical magic this week. You know, listening to you, I feel like it's also a lot of appreciation for like wherever you live, like just appreciation for the seasons, appreciation yes. for the sun. You know, it's the, beautiful. The sun, like, keeps us alive, you know? Yeah, and I love thinking about how, like, I have this book. It's like the psychology and science of color. Where mm. is that book? <laughs> donate that book. God damn it. Anyway, I really did like that book. I, I don't see it on my shelf anymore. But anyway, mm. it <laughs> one of the things it said was that um, – that, our eyes, I mean, this is obvious, but I just something you don't always think about. Yeah. Our eyes evolved oh. to see the light of the sun. Like we evolved yeah. with the earth, we evolved with the that. sun. Yeah. I mean, that it's like they're specifically designed <laughs> to see the light as it is mm. refracted from the sun. Yeah. So we are so, we are children of the sun and the mm. earth and the moon and yeah nature the elements yeah i really love this just yeah for this appreciation really taking it in yeah like, appreciation oh, is you. a great uh, intention gratitude appreciation to bring that in because that's expansion too expanding your energy expanding your openness to blessings and sunlight energy is so expansive yeah all right so before we pick and thank you for that. I really liked it. Um, before we pick our cards for the week, um, you I'll just say, I already said it, I guess, but you can find me at highestlighthealing.com and on Instagram, although uh, whatever, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> oh, I want to hear. No, can we talk about it? Oh, just You're I have a new relationship. I mean, we kind of, I kind of talked about it in our interview, just like I'm realizing how much it's like a narcissistic parent and 
I'm just really listening to myself now and my inner child. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have the last few days, I already had a post. So like I posted it and then I didn't go back. Like I posted on Magic Money, didn't go back, which normally I would spend much more time on Instagram during the day. And it just feels really good. Talk about that rushing part I was talking about before this. Like, well, I have to, I have to check or I have to. And it's like, no, I've been just healing that and the space I'm giving it, it just feels good. Like I'm now clear, like, oh, I don't like this relationship right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't want, like, if I do feel a desire, like, oh, I want to share this with people, I'll do it. But then the rest of the relationship is not serving me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the sharing has been serving me so far, but not the, and like hopefully helping people, but not the rest. So I've just been having much more boundaries and I feel really good about that. And I may go off it totally. I don't know. I've been listening like almost um, (laughs) like like uh, how do I put this like uh, Instagram leaving porn. I've been listening to podcasts specifically about people who have left Instagram. Oh. And it sounds so soothing and spiritual. And I love it. Well, I mean, as an author, though, the the publishers will ask you how many people follow you on Instagram. Like, it's kind of important for that. But yeah, these people that have left, actually, one of them was an author. My publisher didn't even ask me that. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's that's the story. But I will say I do really like not following anyone on Instagram. And I am thinking of removing Facebook from my phone. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. I could just check it on my computer like once yeah. a day that's, that's all I need to do I don't yeah I don't need to check it on my phone all day no and I'm not checking it just I've made that commitment and I'm actually doing it which normally nice. I'd be like I'm not gonna do it but then I would and I'm yeah. just not but yeah my publisher hasn't asked me that but I am thinking about maybe just leaving but leaving my account up I don't know and then like if I want to go back like Elizabeth Gilbert did that she left her account up, but she only goes when she is like has an event she wants to promote or something like that. Anyway, Instagram, it's all a lie, like as far as how it helps your business. <laughs> like it mm. doesn't really mm. like I think I hope I'm helping people on there. I mean, that seems to be what people are like that I do get that. But as far as my business, I don't really think it does it. And so like, I would rather put that energy into my newsletter. Yeah. um, Like helping people there more like, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway. Okay. So where can people find you? You can find me on my website at TessWhitehurst.com. It's where you can find a lot of free guided meditations, rituals, spells, Lots of stuff on there. Yeah. And you can also find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Great. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com and Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast listeners on Facebook. And, and you can subscribe to our newsletter. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, at magicmoneypodcast.com, which goes out once a week, lets you know what's in the show. And then yep. I send one out once a month. Okay. So I am picking a card from Rebecca Campbell's The Starseed Oracle. And I picked a card very reminiscent of what we were talking about with um, 
Oh, it's 129 right now. That's my birthday. Make Remember, a wish. It's my birthday. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, because it's your birthday. Yeah. Um, surrender to the sweetness. It reminds me very much of what we were talking about with solstice. Yeah, and it's also like uh, irresistible attraction, that card of mine. Oh, yeah. But this is Venus energy, pleasure, joy. It says make love to life, which... Oh, right. Remember, you drew this that long ago, and it, that grossed us out, that part. Oh, remember? I was we just going like, to say, ah. that is gross. I don't it's remember It's gross. That, but okay. Um, but it's beautiful at the same time. Yeah, other than that. We, un- yeah. we appreciate the sentiment, but that is a yeah. misuse of the, of the English language. So time is our most precious resource and it's the greatest healer. If you've been all work and no play, this is a sign to take some time out. Oh, it's just like the energy report too. To reconnect with your lover, play with your children and give yourself the luxury of time without an agenda. Many of us are so busy building our lives that we forget to enjoy them. We forget why we decided to build them in the first place. Oh, God, I love this. Disconnection from the sweetness causes more pain than we realize. So many of us walk into soulless build. Oh, I do remember this now. Five days a week in the name of survival. We strive to build the life of our dreams but drive ourselves to exhaustion. This card is wooing you back to the pleasures of being human to focus on what really matters and enjoying your incredible life. Yeah, so I drew something very similar. There's another aspect of this message coming through, and it's from my Cosmic Dancer Oracle, Mm -hmm. Consult Your Body's Wisdom. Ah, I love that card. Yeah, so it really is about loving your body Mm. and tuning into the sensual experience of being in a body. And, 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 okay, no pressure to love your body. If that is like out of range yeah. for you, then have kindness for it. Or be kind accept. to it. Maybe more acceptance before accept, the love. Accept, allow, mm-hmm. be neutral. Like that, that's a whole thing. If you haven't heard about that body neutrality instead mm-hmm. of body love, mm-hmm. like if that's seems that seems kind of more healing too instead of like having to have this very high opinion of your body or even what about gratitude for what it can do for you what it's doing yes so yeah kindness appreciation and then also (coughs) tuning into the messages of it too so being present and that could involve taking a walk in nature or doing some moving meditation like some heartfelt dance just letting your body move how it wants to move and listening. Like if there's a feeling in your body, kind of letting it be there, breathing into it. If there's pain or some kind of physical challenge, listening deeply to that, like how can I support myself through this? How can I be kind to myself? What messages might that be? You know, maybe there's a message from your body that you're working it too hard or that it wants to go outside and and spend time in nature or wants to eat a certain thing. I think self-care, which was the energy report, is really tuned into this. And self-care, I was just talking about this in the Wisdom Circle web chat, how, you know, you can't really say with self-care, like, it's always eating healthy or it's always eating chocolate it's like sometimes it's eating chocolate and sometimes it's eating drinking green juice (laughs) you know you have to in every given moment it might be resting (coughs) or it might be like taking the yoga class or going out and doing the thing 
But in order to really know, you have to first tune in. Like, what is it that's really going to nourish me, help me feel loved, help me feel seen, help me recharge my batteries? Mm -hmm. So I think all of that, surrender to sweetness, connect with your body's wisdom, tune into self-care. Like, it really, there's a real through line here with all of this. Yeah, and gratitude is another through Mm -hmm. line. And yeah. I was just going to say one real quick thing, which is it also reminds me of the cords that we were talking about before. Like sometimes you can have a cord connected to like universal pictures around like consciousness around body image. Oh, my gosh. You sure can. Yeah. So just imagine that cord dissolving if you are having a hard time with that and fill up with light and see what you can be grateful for in your body. Yeah, and part of your self-care might be some uh, learning about that. Like I really had a whole thing with we talked about the beginning of the podcast when we first started it, reading the fuck it diet. Mm -hmm. But there's also other really great books like Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crappy Mm. is such a beautiful healing book about body image. Mm. So that might be a part of your self-care. Yeah, intuitive eating is another one. Oh, yeah, intuitive eating is great. What did you say? Health at any size. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Happy solstice. waking up and I can feel it.